Sammy Pierre Douay from Goat Horror, and you're watching or listening to Interview Under Fire. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your beloved host, the one and only Sonny here. Today, I have the honor of speaking with an immensely talented Axeman whose riffs have been a constant sound in my life. Man, Sammy Duay. Bro, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Man, here we are, you know, an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at the Mighty Goat Horror with the drop of your latest God, a hellraiser of an album. Angels hung from the arches of heaven. I mean, set to unleash on October 7th through Metal Blade. Let me begin, Sammy, by, you know, congratulating you on reaching, uh, this is true, 25 years of gold horror and all the well-deserved recognition you guys have been getting over the years. Still not enough recognition in my book. I mean, you guys guys should be playing arenas right now at this point. Um, But eight albums now cemented into this band's impressive, you know, discography. I still remember buying A Haunting Curse all those years ago when I bought it at CD Warehouse when you could buy CDs back in the day, right? Was it 06? I I remember that. (laughs) I, You know, so much to discover about, you know, this amazing record and what you're all about. Before we get to all that, right? And there's so much. Uh, Bro, how are you? I mean, you guys have been touring non-stop in the last 12 months i can't imagine it feels more like a blur i mean have you had the chance to just or take this chance to take all this in you know considering what we've all been through these last two years how are you <laughs> i'm good i can't complain everything is fantastic yeah yeah you know considering what has been through these last two years you know uh i mean you guys are also such a hard-working band because you guys have been out on the road i mean i don't know if the word the pandemic, the, that word at this junction gives you PTSD at this point. It's crazy that, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen two years ago. And now we're here. We are. I mean, live music is back better than ever. Would you say you have a newfound appreciation of the live music experience now? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, when the pandemic hit, nobody knew what was going to happen next, you know? Yeah. And, and a year went by and it was like still the same shit. And another year went by and it was still the same shit. And it was like, what the hell is happening here? Are we, I mean, are we trapped to be like isolated for the rest of our lives? I mean, is this, is this really, you know, a toxic Holocaust song coming to life, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, it, it was, it was, uh, it was a necessary evil, I guess you can say, you know, because, it gave me a lot of time to really think about the songs on this record and think about where I wanted to go with this record, you know, because I had a lot of the, um, the blueprints to the songs written in like 2018, 2019, but nothing was really refined, you know, and it was, you know, certain things and certain songs I wasn't happy with. And, you know, it, it was, like I said, it was, it was actually a good thing. Being that, you know, finally from our hectic touring schedule, I had time to sit and really make an album that I wanted to make, you know, rather than let's hurry up and write this record so we could go back on tour. You know, now, uh, before we get to all that, because I I do want to talk about the record, but I mentioned 25 years, right? I feel like that cannot be stressed enough. I want to turn the clock back here, Sammy to 1997 maybe even before that because our listeners here on iuf already know how much of a nostalgic person i am 
Have you ever just stopped for a moment to take a look back on that time in your life during the band's early days on where all this began? I mean, you're an original member, Sammy. You've seen the lineup changes, you know, and I feel like everything went by in a blink. Do you reflect on something like that? No, I don't really think about a whole lot of the past, you know. I yeah. mean, it definitely crosses my mind every now and then. But, you know, to be honest with you, it seems like yesterday that we just kind of started, you know. <laughs> it doesn't feel like 25 years. I mean, it looks like I've been doing this 25 years, obviously. But You look great, man. What are you talking about? I don't feel like I've been doing this 25 years. You know, it feels, you know, I guess time flies when you're having fun. I guess that's what the that's what that's what they say. Yeah, one of the things that makes Goat Horde, Goat Horde is a live presence that you guys exhibit on stage. I mean, every time I've seen you guys, I mean, I know we met 10 years ago. I threw that time machine of a picture at you uh, early before the interview started. But, you know, every time you guys come to Dallas, it's, I mean, the crowd knows. Like, we all anticipate Goat Horde's coming, you know, to Dallas, Texas. You know, I got my friends, like, texting me. He's like, hey, we're going to mark this day because they're coming to town. But you guys knock it out of the park every time. You know, there are these elements that come out when you guys are on stage and doing your thing and you played at some large festivals same i mean seventy thousand tons maryland death fest brutal brutal assault you know bloodstock and it, the list goes on and on and you know do you have a favorite part about touring you know that that stands out the most i know you guys are on stage doing your thing but you know there's there's food you can talk about the culture you can talk about the different fans that you encounter all around the world what stands out to you the most Actually, that for uh, half an hour to an hour that I get to stand on stage is what stands out to me yeah. on most when I'm on tour. Because, I mean, that's why we're there, you know. Right. I mean, but as far as the other stuff, you know, the other uh, 23 hours of our day, you know, there's, there, we always try to occupy ourselves in the, depending on where we're at, you know. Like when we're in your neck of the woods, we either try to seek out good Mexican food or good barbecue, you know. Um, <laughs> Have you been to Pecan Lodge yet? No, I haven't. Okay, next time you're in Dallas, Pecan Lodge. I'm telling you right now, some of the best barbecue I've ever had. Probably, let me know if you guys are in town. I'll make a reservation for you because the line just gets backed up. So just <laughs> giving you a heads up. Amplified, you guys have played in Amplified. We have some good food there. So I'm sure you're yeah, Amplified, yeah, Amplified live food. The food there is fantastic. I highly suggest their sautéed Brussels sprouts. Yes, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool yeah i love seeing that uh so i don't know if you guys have a, i mean of course you guys will be coming back here to dallas pretty soon but the con lodge that's a very uh that's a prominent place i always like to ask about food you know because things always stand out you know something in, in like in the past and like different countries and so on and so forth so now uh real one last thing uh i do want to ask you about your cats sammy i mean what are their names for people who don't know how are they doing um, I just got a Russian blue cat myself not too long ago. So I don't know if there's one around you, but I know you're well, a big cat I'll, person. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll introduce you if you got a minute. I do. Of course. <laughs> All right. My friends are going to love this. This is, this is Boris. <laughs> oh man. He's a big one. Hey, hey Boris. <laughs> He's like, I don't like being on camera. Boris, I'm so sorry. I had to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing, man? You're on TV. Check check it out, bro. Uh, how how like, is uh, when did you uh, when did you get Boris? How old is he? Uh, you know, it's. I adopted Boris about six years ago. Okay. Yes. And how so, many how many cats do you have all together? Two. I'll yeah. I'll go get I'll go get the big one. <laughs> There's a bigger one. Okay. Yes. 
Oh and my Willie, gosh. Willie. <laughs> Willie. Wow. Willie's a tiger. Oh my God. Willie, Willie's a big boy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Willie's. Willie. Willie. Willie, yeah, I. <laughs> Willie doesn't. Hey, hey, Willie. Willie doesn't want to be here. <laughs> no, Willie's. Like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, those are those are Sammy's cats. So, man, thanks for introducing. I, I wanted to see them. I know we've seen all the Instagram videos, and I and I love what you got. What you post about your cats. That's really good to see. Um, so when you're away, so how does that work out? Do you have a a sitter who watches the yeah, cats? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that's it's been a lot. Do you t- do you ever take them on the road with you? I don't know if that's no. no. Okay, no, yeah. they would not be into that at all. <laughs> I wonder if you have like pictures of your cat selling on like merch and all that stuff. I wonder if you have you done that something like that. I mean, uh, not on the road yet, but okay. you know, we have we have them all. They do have their own merch online. <laughs> oh, where can where can fans uh, buy something like this? Uh, PMStarPromo.com. Bro, yes, thank you so much for. Okay, I'm gonna include that in the. In the bio, yes. so P- pmstarpromo.com has uh Willie, um, Willie and Boris. Uh, everyone, he, make sure you buy all the merch you can. Yes, because they it, deserve. It, they they have their own fan base, and you do yes, have your own fan base. <laughs> it's it's under metal stuff and cats. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and <laughs> Willie and Boris each have their own shirt and their own coffee mug. So I feel like I feel like. Uh, See, that's the thing. Our pets need something like that. I don't have one for my dog, Rocket. I got to get one for uh, the Russian blue I have. Her name is Babushka. She's <laughs> not my suggestion to name her that, but it was my brother's suggestion. So uh, she's at maybe two times smaller than your biggest one. But wow, the, your cats are huge. I love it. Um, now, let's get to the music, Sam. We talked about everything but the music. The eighth album, Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven, drops on October 7th on Metal Blade. Bro, it, I mean, so many albums have dropped this year. I always think there's so many album of the year contenders. This is no different. Now, before we dive a little further on this new album, this is the follow-up to 2017's Vengeful Ascension. I mean, you could not have followed up that with a more perfect record here. I mean, I went back and heard that record. Uh, to me, it was the best that 2017 had to offer. And, of course, there were other records. I mean, I loved it then. I loved it now. You know, Sammy, you guys have already had albums which have gone to be recognized as, you know, at the point where it's like influential pieces amongst a lot of death metal fans today. I mean, A Haunting Curse, I mentioned that. Carving Out the Eyes of God, you know. Shout out to other outlets like Revolver and Consequence and Alternative Press who've been praising your work. You know, you guys have piled up these millions of streams and music videos in the process. You've been here since the beginning, Sammy, like I mentioned despite the lineup changes over the years goat horror now to me you know it has really stood the test of time and you guys have aged like fine wine and and i mean that considering how long i've been around you guys you stay true to the black metal black and death metal (laughs) sound yet evolved i don't care who you are sammy but eight albums is not an easy thing to do yet here you are but knowing and being a part of that timeline that goat horror has been through you know, walk me through this, Amy. Does writing get easier or does, you know, the pressure of several great records make it harder? The writing definitely doesn't get easier. Because, hmm. <laughs> I mean, it would be easy for me to go and just keep repeating myself over and over again like a lot of bands 
nowadays yeah. that have a that have a big discography. You know, it gets to a point to where those there's certain bands. I'm not going to mention any names, of course, but they just keep they they stick to the same formula that works for them. And you know, it sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I'm not satisfied with that. You know, there's a small blueprint that Goat Whore follows, a very small blueprint that we follow. And from that is that's the only thing that we really keep in our minds when we're writing, because we're always trying to advance and take things forward and try different ideas and see how heavier and more evil and darker we can get. And you know, knowing and 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 knowing all that information, and I appreciate you sharing all that. This this record, right? It clocks in a little bit over forty eight minutes. It didn't feel like that <laughs> first off when I was hearing it. You know, I was putting it on repeat. I felt like this had everything you want for a death metal fan. It, it was it was dark. It was evil. That fusing of the death and the black thrash and classical elements into this record, Ben. Uh, your vocalist went on to say, I'm going to quote him here. He said, I would describe this record as being very raw, but clarity is shaped within the chaos. Uh, there's like an art an art form, the way he said that. I, I felt like this was goat horror at its best. I have no idea how you'll top this one, Sammy, but I'm just going to go and just put it out there. I mean, <laughs> songs like Born of uh, Satan's Flesh to the title track to Voracious Blood Fixation and my personal favorite, And I Was Delivered from the Wound of Perdition. Holy shit! I mean, the ebbs and flows of this is such a it's such a workout for your neck. I'll, I'll mention that. But <laughs> here's here's the thing: the track names I mentioned, right? Uh, just the four. I felt like I feel like this is also the part of uh, of the fun of being in a death metal band are the titles. You know, was there any other like brutal titles that were competing to make the cut here? I wonder about that. Or you guys just have like a hat and just like drew names out of it because. It may have been just so difficult to pick them. <laughs> no, that was all Ben's ideas. You know, Ben is very uh, meticulous on his planning. You know, he he has an idea and he runs with it. You know, so and I really I don't really hear any of this until it's recorded. <laughs> okay, so it's like, and you know, sometimes it needs a little tweaking and sometimes it doesn't. And this one needed absolutely no tweaking when I was looking at the titles of the songs you know i was like this is some this is some nasty shit man i like it <laughs> right yeah the nastier the better you know yeah. you know i know when you, when you watch a movie you you're left at the you're left thinking at the end what you just watched depending on the movie i felt like this at the end of a marvel movie you know i wasn't ready for it to end you know because it kept me wanting more i wonder how much did things change now this may be song uh uh Excuse me, this may be a, a topic for Ben, but I want to get your take on it. How much did things change from when you first started composing on Angels Hung to where you ended up finishing it? Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change, which is also fine. But did you guys have a specific sound in mind when you guys first started recording on day one? Yes, I had a specific sound that I wanted to achieve on this record personally. Yeah. You know, and um I think we were all on the same page as far as that goes, as far as the rest of the guys in the band. You know, we wanted it, we wanted it to sound a little bit more organic than the, our last kind of releases, and we wanted it to sound extremely fucking heavy. You know, heavy to heavy was a word that was used a lot when this record was being mixed. You know, we're like, it's got to be heavier, heavier, heavy, make it sound heavy. <laughs> so that was that was the <laughs> the catalyst. 
you know, for, but yeah. you know, I, 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 the the guy that actually, the, the the two guys that actually worked on the record, Jared Pritchard and Kirk Ballou, yeah, both knocked it out of the park. You know, I mean, it took it wasn't an easy feat to get the sound of this record. It definitely took more than a few tries, but the end result came out exactly as I pictured it. Now, people who don't know, Jared, he's known for his work with Exhumed and 1349. Uh, I was going to mention Kurt Ballou as well. And also, I'm gonna, I want to also want to mention Ted Jensen. I mean, everyone who's Ted, Ted, Ted Jensen yeah. at this point, he mastered the record. Uh, the sound itself, Sammy, was a big part of this record that I really loved. Now, I don't know if it was if it's just me, but I felt like it was atmospheric elements as if it was recorded in the basement in the 80s, but modernized, you know, because you guys pull from the roots of like the death metal from the 80s. But then it's a twist of everything that you guys are. A lot of that had to do with Jared, Kurt, and and Ted. You know, I, yes, I sense I sensed there was that level of uh, comfortability for you having these guys bringing Goat Horse sound to life on this record because it's again not an easy thing to do. Yeah, you can write it on paper, but when you translate it to the sound, it's a whole different form of art. So, uh, shout out to Jared, Kurt, and Ted. If you want to add anything else about those guys, because they were absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, they knocked, they totally knocked it out of the park, you know. I mean, we've been wanting to work with Kurt for a long time. Like, we were trying to work with Kurt on uh, Vengeful Ascension, mm -hmm. but the schedules the schedules didn't work out. Okay. So when we got we got the chance to work with Kurt on this record, I was like, dude, book him, get him. <laughs> I don't care what it takes. He's got to be, he's got to work on this record. I don't care if he's available, nail him in. Pencil us, in, pencil us in on his schedule and make this happen, you know. And this was tracked at the uh, studio in the country in Louisiana. Uh, yes. So now you are a guitarist, Sammy. I mean, it, it's it. I mean, the riffs. I don't. The ideas, the way you come up with these riffs, they've just stuck with in my head all these years. How is the composition of the songs different for you as opposed to the other members of the band? In other words, in what order? Do you come in on the final draft process of all this? Well, I try to get uh, basically a whole song written, like from start to finish, mm -hmm. and then present it to the rest of the guys. And then we make adjustments from there. And, you know, sometimes it'll be like, okay, this is great. Don't fuck with it anymore. Leave it alone because they know how I am. I'm constantly fucking around with the fucking music. <laughs> So sometimes they're like, don't mess with it no more. It's great. Don't change anything. And then other times they'll be like, well, that's not so good. Let's change this. Let's chop this down. Let's extend this part a little bit longer. So, you know, it's always different for each song. You know, you can't really hit it out of the park on the first try every time. But, uh, you know, that's basically the process is that I try to get a complete song finished present it to the guys, and then we take it from there, basically. If it needs to be tweaked, it needs to be tweaked. If it's fine the way it is, that's great, you know? That doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. <laughs> I, but, I, I like asking the question. By the way, I, mean, I don't mean to cut, cut you off there. I was going to ask, I was going to say, like, I like asking the question where, you know, when you when you finish the song, right? And I, I come from a family of musicians and producers, so I, I notice things like that. When a song is finished, you you go back into it and then you kind of fall into that trap. Like, you know what? I should have done it this way. But the song's done. And be even though the song is done, 
you can switch it up in the live setting too, you know? At the, yeah. At, at, yeah, but you know, the, yeah. the the thing on this record is that I, I did that a lot on our past records. Mm -hmm. And okay. on this record, I became so immersed in the songs on this record to where basically two years plus of my life were these songs. So I've heard these songs, I can't even count how many times, you know, in the demo stages, you know, just you know, working on them and, you know, that's all I had to do for like two years, you know? So I, I, I took them, I, I took it to the point to where it's like, you know, I would listen to it so much and I'd make the changes and I would, you know, the whole back and forth thing with the rest of the guys to where it got to the point to where I was like this, I, I can listen to these songs and not be like, well, if I could have changed this part, or whatever, you know, I, I don't feel that way at all about any of the songs on this record. How many songs do you usually do you write for a record and they don't make the cut? And what do you do it, with those it, songs? It all depends on like our last couple of records that we did before this one. Uh, there were no leftovers, you know, it was what, what was written was on the record. This record, on the other hand, we went into the studio with 16 songs. Okay. And then we whittled it down to the our favorites and which ones came out best in the recording process, and that's what we rolled with, you know. Yeah, uh, you know that means like time to make a B sides. <laughs> uh, no, there's, songs. <laughs> there's not going to be any B sides. It's probably be a, a good head start on the next record. Let's put it that way. Now I see your axes behind you, uh, real quick, Sammy. Tell me which one is your favorite one, if you have one. I don't. Oh my! It never ends. <laughs> my favorite oh. one. Let's see. Probably. Maybe it's not even hung up there. No, it's not. It's actually right here next to me. This one. Holy shit! Oh my goodness! My signature. Well, this is my signature LT uh, LTD SD two that you can purchase now if you'd like to. Really? And it's awesome. available. They're available. I think the list price is like fourteen hundred dollars, but my absolute favorite one. I'm looking at the paint jobs too. Uh, the ones there's a couple of red ones. My absolute favorite one would be this one is the uh the very first ESP custom shop that they made for me. Yeah, and I, I see that sigil in the middle of that. Oh, that's oh, that yeah. so nice on there. Wow. Yeah, man. This is I got this. I think it was uh I'm sure Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I've seen this in person too when you guys came oh, through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got I had this since 2011 and you know, it's as you can see it's been beat up. <laughs> you know, it's it's had its fair share yeah, of, it of being played of being played. So I wanna I wanna keep this one at home, you know, because yeah. this one guitar this guitar is very um it's very special to me. You know, being that it was my first it was my first guitar that ESP actually let me design. So that guitar, you know, and they just knocked it out of the park. It's just a fantastic guitar, you know. And every album since, oh, what was it? Funeral. From a, no, not that far back. 
Okay. <laughs> every That's album. That's how far back I've been around you guys. So <laughs> every album since uh, Constricted Rage of the Merciless, I tracked all my guitars on both on all uh, Constricting, Vengeful Ascension, and the new one were all tracked with that guitar. You so know that that one needs to stay either just for studio use now because it's just getting fucked up. You know. I'm just saying, hey, it, it's working so far. I mean, especially with the sound. You know, making a like, custom guitar. So I, I play the bass and violin. Both of my brothers are guitarists. But being guitarist, Sammy, like, is it is it challenging to find like a signature a signature version for yourself that you can just put out there? Like, how do you come down to the final specs? Like, well, uh, we've I've been through that was the first one. Okay. And uh, I've been working with ESP since 2009, so we have a very good relationship. Wow. And uh. That was the very first one that we did. They just nailed it. But then there were small little minute changes I wanted to make. So we made a second one. And then that one was cool too. Then we made the third one. And that one was fantastic. And um, basically, that's just trial and error, you know? Is just that your fourth try- one? Is this your that's, turn? That's the first one. That's the first oh, one okay, they okay. ever sent me. That's my favorite one. They They nailed that one. So we tried different things with a couple of different variations upon the custom shop. And uh, then I just keep going back to that one. I was like, why Why am I even changing these guitars when you just nailed it right here? You <laughs> know what I'm saying? And that's where the LTD version came from. You know, it's yeah. like base it, base it off the first one because the first one smokes, you know? And, and uh, if fans were to purchase your signature series of, of guitars, like where would they go to? I mean, is this something that is just sold worldwide like any yes. outlet yeah okay. you, you could you could get them at guitar center you could you could order them through sweetwater you know there's a bunch of outlets where you can find them yeah uh, uh i'm gonna make sure i put that in the link description below too man uh sammy this is i mean appreciate you sharing all that it's it's you got a museum in there right? you're gonna you're gonna need a bigger one down the line though <laughs> as you're, I agree. You're... <laughs> well i mean this is the way you gotta look at it man you know, a carpenter just doesn't have one hammer or one saw, does he? No, not at all. Well, then there you go. Yeah. Um, I also wonder about your influences, Sammy. How often do you get a chance to talk about that? Oh, man, where do you want to start? Where do you want to start, man? This is you, <laughs> Man, <bro. laughs> it, it, it's, it, they're all over the fucking place, man. That, that's, uh, that's opening up a completely different can of worms right there. I mean, uh, it all started from fucking Black Sabbath, you know, basically is what I can say. You know, Tony Iommi is the evil riff master, basically. So that's where it basically started from. He's number one. You know, he is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, it it, it trickled down the line from there. You know, we have K.K. Downing was a huge influence from, yeah. Ju- from, Judas, from Judas Priest, K.K. Downing and Glenn Tipton, you know from Judas Priest were enormous influences on me when I started playing guitar, you know, and still are huge influences on me today, you know, and then we got into the heavier stuff like Tom G warrior from Celtic frost, you know, was an enormous influence on me. Yeah. And Carrie King from Slayer, you know, Gary Holt from Exodus, you know, and it just trickled from there into the whole death metal thing from Trey Azatoth and the, the Hoffman brothers from Deicide and 
Trevor Perez from obituary, and it just, the list just goes on and on, man. We could be here all day talking about this. The best part about what you just told me is that you've toured with a lot of those bands. That's got to yes. feel like a, a sense of fulfillment for you, right? That you get to share the stage with someone like Carrie, who's influenced you. At the same time, you're influencing others in the newer generation of death metal bands coming up. I can't tell you how many bands we've had on our show already who cite Goat Horror as an influence, you know? I think that's, is that something that's important to you, Sammy? Like you've you've learned what you did from everyone, the names you mentioned. Is it important to you to pass something like that down to the next generation? I mean, I don't really think of myself like that, man. Mm. I, th I think of myself- It's happening. Just, <laughs> I, I just think of myself as a dude that just learned, that just kind of knows how to play guitar a little bit, you know? Yeah. Do you see Angels Hung, you know, that th this album, this is the- eighth album the angels hung from the arches of heaven say that eight times fast do you see this album as a you know i know you don't look back on stuff but as far as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life would you say that an album like that would count you know vengeful ascension you know even going back to carving out the eyes of god you know constricting rage of the merciless something like that when you think about albums like that does it take you to a certain time in your life yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I remember making those records, you know, very vividly. You know, it's 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 you know, it's part of the process. Yeah, uh, it's part of life, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, it's that's a hard answer. That's a hard question to answer, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. The reason why we call ourselves interview under fire is if, like, let's say you or Ben did an interview with us, and here in Dallas, we would give it chicken wings, and we would go hot sauce level higher. With each topic we talked about, I feel like we need the wings for something like that. Hey man, <laughs> we'll I'm save down. that. We'll save I'm that. For that. <laughs> I love spicy shit. So I hell yeah, dude. Yeah, sounds so, like a date. I'm yeah, into it. <laughs> let's do it, bro. But but man, uh, this is the last part of our interview, man. I, bro, Sammy, this has been great. I mean, I feel like we should like do another interview sometime down the road with the wings with you and Ben. But I know we've covered a good amount of ground on this awesome conversation. You know, thank you again so much for sharing so much about who you are about and what goat whore is about, you know, representing new Orleans, Louisiana, people want to know you guys are from Nolens, you know, and the form of display of art that you guys are and from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you have taken in, which we've discussed about so far performing for as long as you have, right. The people you have met and work with doing these amazing records that you're know, touring the growing fan base, eight albums over two decades, I've always, you know, for me, I've always been excited to see where you go from one point to the next. I feel no different this time around. There's definitely a, you know, a level of inspiration, excuse me, into what you're doing here, Sammy. You know, you're an important band to me when I was in high school going into college. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, that's what I mean, you know, passing on that legacy, you know, what you learned to the next generation. I feel like I'm part of that. Have your aspirations, Sammy, I'm going to finish off with this here. Have your aspirations as a musician or hell, just a human being, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, things constantly change and you have to change with them or you're going to get left in the dust, basically, is what happens. So, you know. Of course, I've, I've changed a lot. I've seen a lot of change happen in the music industry and as long as I've been in it, you know, and, but you can't like dwell upon it. You just got to kind of roll with it, you know, but at the same time, you have to kind of do your own thing as well. You know, I mean, we, Gold Horse is definitely not a band that follows the times. 
you know that's true <laughs> we we kind of we kind of live in our own world and uh, that's never going to change you know uh, i mean but there's different plants that grow in this world yes that is and, true you know you always have to try to develop a more delicious tasting vegetable you know <laughs> i'm quoting that man you could have answered that more perfectly but uh sammy uh i'm gonna end this on a pretty uh fun note here i'm gonna do something here called the lightning round i'm not good at this shit i'm just warning this is, you this is great i love it if you're not good that makes it better i'm gonna go down the list you just have to think quick on your feet let's see how how good you can see oh man i mean we're gonna let's see we can we're gonna do it again with the wings next time all right here we go you got this bro don't worry <laughs> all right some of them are just simple questions some of them are just downright stupid that's the best part what's the capital of louisiana baton rouge louisiana there you go that was a test question red or blue red vegan or meat meat coffee or tea tea cats or dogs cats there you go. <laughs> all right now we're talking movies alien or scream alien hell yeah all right uh, much love to scream as well uh mexican food or italian food Oh, man. Mexican. <laughs> Eclipses of Ages in the Black or a Funeral Dirge for the Rotting Sun? <laughs> man, you can't ask that question. It's like trying to pick your favorite child, man. It's that's uh, next. And people who don't know, those are their first <laughs> two records. Absolute amazing records. Pick those up. Hip-hop or country? Neither. <laughs> Halloween or Christmas? Halloween. Hell yeah. All right. New York or Los Angeles? Oh, man. That's a hard one to pass. <laughs> if you were to spend one day think about this if you were to spend one day in the last movie you watched where would you be and would you survive uh it would uh, it would probably be in werewolves on wheels okay. very old very old horror movie it's, uh, if you haven't seen it i highly suggest you check it out it's a movie where called werewolves on wheels. werewolves on wheels is it on is it on streaming right now can i oh yeah okay. yeah okay. yeah I, I think you uh, pretty much planned my uh tuesday night so and uh, would I survive? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think the title speaks for itself. Um, all right. Uh, now I'm in Texas. Is it pecan pie or pecan pie? Pecan. All right. Not, my... not peak, not pecan, pecan. So I learned that depending on where you are, I think in the Northeast, they say pecan. Yes, is... yes. They, they, yeah. they pronounce it wrong. <laughs> You heard it here first. All right. If Michael Myers offered to grab a drink with you, would you accept? Absolutely. Oh, I was about to say. I, I I'm thought you were going to say absolutely I'm not. not. I, I'm not sure if the conversation would be very thrilling, but uh, I'd be willing to give it a chance. Sammy, I think the I think the question is the other way around. Hey, Michael, if Sammy from Goat Horror offered to buy you a beer, would you accept? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have yet to hear his voice. So no, that's true. <laughs> Are tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? Tomatoes are a vegetable. People say fruit. Hey, you'd be surprised how many people say fruit. Um, would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh, man. Talk to animals. Yeah. Without a doubt. I love that answer. Some people tell me, yeah, I can talk to my cat. So, uh, yeah, I'd speak every language in the world. Last one. I love this one. There's a time machine in front of you, Sammy. It says the destination is the first concert you've ever attended. Where are you, and what do you remember the most about this day? And do you take the trip? I I, I would definitely take the trip. 
And that was a very long time. I don't remember exactly the date, the date, but it was Kiss on the Rock and Roll Over Tour. And Kiss. my, and my uh, back then, yes, it was Kiss and Blackfoot on the Rock and Roll Over Tour. So anyway, my memories from that show <laughs> is uh, waiting in line with my mother holding me because I was still a little kid. And there was a guy burning me with a joint because he was so fucked up that he kept woozing and burning me all over the joint. And then there was another guy on the side of me that was totally fucked up that was taking a cigarette lighter and filling his mouth with butane and trying to blow fire. <laughs> yes. And I'm a, I imagine a little kid, not even in his teens, being surrounded by this. Yeah. And you said, pretty, uh, did you say you would take the trip again? Yes, absolutely. It's all worth it. Hey, you saw Kiss as your man. I don't think you can get any better than that. I mean, Kiss as your first show and your uh, parents with you. You know, that's that's what, your mom with you. That's really cool. My my first show because I love discussing this uh, was uh, Dimebag two months before he got shot on stage. Oh wow! October two thousand four. I was in high school. Um, it was great to see. I mean, of course, two months later, unfortunately, of course, in Texas. Dimebag's a prominent name for us. Oh, here, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. It was yeah. just, and that was when Damage Plan, you know, it was, yeah, that was a crazy show. It was Damage Plan, Velvet Revolver, The Used, Switchfoot. It was a mix of so many bands. But man, uh, the talk of the town that day was Dimebag. Getting to see what, what he did was um, really cool. But it's always nice to reflect on those kind of memories because, you know, it's, I love the live music setting. Looking back on, I, I keep concert like tickets. I don't know if you have like a, you keep like oh, ticket yeah. stubs. Oh, you yeah, do. Okay, abso absolutely. <laughs> uh, but Sammy, this has been an honor. Again, thank you so much. Uh, I'll let you go here, bro. Do you have any like last words? Any shout outs? Anything else you'd like to plug in or mention? As far as uh, Goldhorn new album, maybe I don't know if you have uh, touring dates. I don't know what you can and cannot say, but uh, well, October seventh in a, like a week and a half. New yeah, Goldhorn Angels Angels Home for the Arch of Heaven comes out. If you don't buy it, at least give it a listen. And if you like it, then buy it. Uh, you can get that through Metal Blade Records. There's plenty of different places you can buy it from. Um, we have a tour coming up in Europe in January and February, Revocation, and that'll be fun. And yeah, they just swung by here last week. Actually, I just I just saw Dave. So yeah, uh, yeah, man, you guys are gonna man. It's it's great to have something like that to look forward to, and uh, I'll look forward to. Hosting you guys here again in Dallas, man. It's going to be great. So we got to get another photo together, right? It's a 10-year anniversary. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and everyone's listening. This is the legendary Sammy Duay from Goat Horror. You heard it from him. Angels Hung from the Archers of Heaven. Drops October 7th, Metal Blade. Do me a favor. Do Sammy a favor. You know, buy the record because it does go a long way. You can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewerfire.com. Uh, Sammy, much love. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, man. Have a great week. Have a great release. Uh, be safe out there. Have have a great trip to Europe, man. Um, I'll let you know once this episode drops. Let's stay in touch on the socials, man. Give your cats all the love. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I'll see you down the road, buddy. Right on, Sonny. Thank you for your time, man. Hey, thank you, man. Peace, brother. Right on. Bye. <laughs>
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.